Comedy Mushroom Cold Podcast. Cause it's the podcast. Yeah. Um, that's a little clue into what the song's gonna be for the Patreon. Um, howdy, how we feeling? Happy Tuesday. Uh Monday over here, you know? Sunday fun day, Monday fun day, Tuesday Woosday, you know, because it's spooky. Um, or woo! I don't know, maybe you're excited it's your Tuesday morning. Man, that'd be great to wake up and just be like, do you know what? Tuesday morning, fucking love it. Yeah, do you know what? You enjoy your Tuesday. This is your Tuesday morning pep talk. Uh, you can do it, you know? You're under crushing debt from your mortgage, or uh, you can't get a mortgage because of the uh, the your student loans that you're really using. I mean, what are you doing? You sitting at a computer doing data entry? Uh, are you setting appointments for your twenty-year-old uh, boss that just knows that their uncle works at the place that you work at? Are you working at a are you working part-time at a restore, you know, for a 20-year-old who graduated high school in, in 2022? Is that you? Well, do you know what? It's fucking Tuesday. You fucking, you grab yourselves up by the bootstraps. You pull them real tight. You fall on your ass. And while you're down there, fucking... Do the choo-choo. I don't know, fucking, I don't know. I ran out of steam on that. Uh, no. Have a good Tuesday. I mean, it's happy. Um, it was like 50 degrees this past weekend in Wisconsin. I wasn't here, but I know it was. Um, I spent my entire weekend in the car, uh, like one is wont to do. Um, when you're on this comedy grind, you know, uh, I've got, I got a mindset for grinding. I got a grind set, um... You know, and if you don't get it, then you're just not going to be successful. So pick yourself up by your bootstraps so hard you fall on the ground, and then you grind on it like you're one of those Brazilian ladies who's trying to break men by dancing with them. There we go. That's what you can do. Um, No, I'm excited. Um, I was uh, supposed to still be driving currently, Um, so you're welcome for this bonus episode. This saves me from having to do an awkward, hey, there's not going to be an episode tomorrow because uh, I just don't feel like it because I'm going to be driving for the rest of my life. Um, But uh, I was supposed to be in New York City last night. Uh, was told that it was not a, a worthy trip to, to drive eight hours east and then 14 hours west, uh, for a 10 minute spot, which is fair. And it's partially my fault. And I would like to say, uh, that it's 100% my fault, um, that I didn't look more into how far away New York City was from, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. And I didn't ask more questions about said set, but I will be making a trip to New York, TBD, um, I'm going to do that because it's insane not to um do it from here i mean i can get flights from mke uh that's mitchell something e milwaukee but it's like lieutenant mitchell airport i don't know how things work the call sign for milwaukee's airport is mke um so people just call milwaukee it doesn't make sense a lot of this we're we're not going to do a wisconsin podcast again um but it's you can get round trip flights to New York for 150 bucks, and I should have just done that. Um, but we'll we'll save up. We'll do that. I think we can pull that off. Um, 
But no, we'll come back, or not come back to New York. We'll make New York happen. Um, and then that way, I'll have friends that are there longer, and I can like string together more than one set in a day. Because that's if you're not on your grind set in New York City, I don't know how you're going to make it in comedy, because they're so much better than the rest of us. Um, not like it's just like the best of everybody's town that goes there. Literally everybody goes there. Um so I'm 100% sure I could keep up uh, with most people that are there. Um, they just have more, you know? They have more numbers, more opportunity. There's more people. That's why they get all the attention. Um, same thing with Austin. It's just everybody's down there, and now you've made a scene, and, like, now it's it seems like it's more... Like, it seems like there's more successful people coming out of there because that's where the industry is. Um, congratulations, Austin. You made yourself into L.A. You're everything that you hate, but just for stand-up. Um, but no, nothing against uh, Austin people. Just the people who, like, think it's the best thing that's ever happened to stand-up. You could make that... They could have picked any town, uh, and it would have worked. It's just because uh, you don't have to pay state taxes in Austin and... Uh, they're going to try to secede at some point, so it's going to be led by Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, and it's going to be awesome, because then, uh, I don't know, who knows, maybe uh, slavery will be back, and then they'll just be like, hey, it's freedom, these people don't have to be here, uh, they just gave up their entire life to be here because they couldn't afford to live life otherwise. Look at all the nice, like, we built them free housing, they just have to work for us forever, you know, we feed them all the time. Uh, sure, it's not, like, the best. If they try to leave, like, we will not let them leave because, like, they signed an agreement that we would pay for their, uh their housing and their food um we let them have an hour of tv every day but like the rest of the time they're working uh these these podcasts aren't going to edit themselves all right these jokes about blowjobs are not going to make themselves all right the fucking mdma isn't going to synthesize itself we're not going to be able to have uh, we have people working in DMT factories down here because this is about freedom. Um, but no, nothing wrong with drugs. Drugs rule. Uh, we're not going to drag drugs into this. Medicine, not drugs. Medicine. Um, but no, it was an interesting week. Um, last week, what did we do? Um, tried some new jokes at a couple spots. Did Bremen on Monday. Um, that was fun. Tuesday went down to the comedy cabin uh, in Janesville right after work. Um, that's always fun. Uh, doing comedy in front of a room full of only comedians sometimes can be fun. And that was a fun one. Um, cause it was very supportive. Everybody in there was very helpful. Excuse me. Doesn't happen very often, but it happened Tuesday and it was nice. Um, then Wednesday was just chilling, but Thursday, Thursday was the best day maybe not of my entire life but of 2024 so far maybe it, there is a strong chance that thursday was the best day of 2024 uh so far because it was um and i am so sorry that i didn't lead off happy black history month this is the first podcast of black history month i you know i try to be an ally on this podcast and let everybody know we made a slavery joke before we said that it was black history month and i want to point out it wasn't going to be black slaves down in austin because come on it's texas they're not allowed down there um but you're it, 
it's Black History Month, which is fun for me. Um, because, not fun because it's like Black History Month and you can just be like, ha, Black History. No, it's fun because you get to see uh, white people lose their fucking minds, bending over backwards to pat themselves on the back for knowing four black people. And, like, Thursday was maybe the best representation of this ever. And I should look up the movie because, like, I'm probably ignorant um, as to what the movie's not. And, like, this white lady uh, was probably actually being helpful. But uh, there was a black female comic on stage, A-W-O-C, a woman of color. Um, I like to call them walks because it's confusing. You don't know if I'm talking about uh, Chinese people or Asian people Um in like a slighted way or if i'm talking about a black woman in a uh, empowering way all capital letters you know um anagram not anagram when they shorten it parentheses no that's not it but you get what i'm saying woc woman of color uh rachel hall very very funny um and she was doing a uh like she just was starting off it was like uh it, there were like 15 people in the crowd so it was just like a fun time to do uh and she just like let off her set and just to like lay out uh the the show here i was hosting at the comedy plex in oak park illinois shout out to the comedy plex sherman mars the white guy i forget whose name is uh because it's black history month and i refuse to uh remember white people's names when i've met them once okay versus people that i've met a few times and interact with online and mars tims is somebody that i just like actually very much respect um so sorry other guy that's down there that was the first person at the comedy plex that i met but that's that's not an advantage right it's always like the second or third person with my brain that's gonna like stick it'll be like ah fuck i forgot that guy's name instantly i better try really 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 hard for the second guy and that's what that's sherman <laughs> and like i've known um mars for a few years now but uh no it was fun uh the comedy plex fucking rips it was like it's the first time that i've been in the new room i did a show down uh when they were in uh the bottom i think it was a japanese restaurant so i'm sorry if i got that wrong uh but i'm 99 sure it was a japanese restaurant they did it in the basement when i did a guest spot for uh jay tyler men's down there um and the lineup was me hosting um then uh paris ratliff yeah ratliff um he was very funny um he got shot in the face last year so he's like on his way back um from comedy uh he was a very funny uh young african-american gentleman um then christine something she was on it and like half of the crowd was her family um and then there was a guy named jay osay uh who was third that's how lists go uh and he was a, a, I think he's like straight from Africa. And then Rachel Hall, uh, the the headliner of the show, um, and who we've already noted is a woman of color. Um, so it was like a very good, diverse lineup. Uh, the crowd was like a very good mixed uh, crowd. Um, only like things that like only happen outside of Wisconsin. Um, but it was like a great show. And like Rachel goes up there and like. I said, happy Black History Month. Um, I was, like, in a flannel and skinny jeans. I said, like, obviously, the guy that looks like a Lumbian le lesbian lumberjack uh, is the voice of Black History Month. Um, everybody thought it was very funny because, obviously, uh, I'm uh, very white, if you will. Um, not like we just got a bunch of paint in uh, 
at work and like there was like ivory white and then there was like whipped white i would say i'm more of like the 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 ivory white because it's got like a little bit of a tone to it whipped white is just pure pure white um what they want down in austin um to to put a button up on this um but no, they, uh, it was like a good show, but Rachel let off her time, and she's like, how are you guys celebrating Black History Month? Uh, and this young white woman, I think it was the younger one, or maybe it was the middle-aged one, said some movie that's out uh, that's about systemic racism, and <clears throat> like, I need to find it at some point, because like, Yes, I'm making this lady's point, kind of, uh, that people don't know about this movie, but obviously explaining this movie to, like, a person of color is a very hilarious thing to do, because uh, she was like, I'm going to see this movie. It's based off of this book by this one lady who, like, uh, is, uh, it's based off of this book by this one lady, and it's about systemic racism, and blah, 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 and, like, Rachel was, like, kind of playing a little dumb with it, and was, like, kind of leaning on this lady to see how far she was gonna go, uh, not mansplaining, not woe-mansplaining, white-splaining, she was, I, hey, here we go, white-splaining, I'm such an ally, I created a new thing. If it's not a new thing, I'm claiming it as a new thing, because I'm white, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, white-splaining. She was just, like, hardcore white-splaining this movie to her, and then Rachel just, like, kept, because it's a comedy show, and Rachel kept, like, trying to lean on it a little bit and trying to make it funny, and this woman said, possibly the funniest thing uh, a white person can say to a black person during Black History Month, on the first day of Black History Month, she said... I'm trying to be serious right now. You started this conversation, and now you're just trying to make jokes about something that's serious. And I I could have died at that moment in my entire life and been so happy because nothing encapsulates Black History Month better than a middle-aged or, or older, younger, like a somewhere between, in the demographic between 25 and 40, a uh, white woman trying to tell a black person to take black history month seriously it was just mwah, like chef's kiss the best thing that could have happened to kick off black history month because that's what black history month is is a consolation prize uh people should learn about black people all the time uh they're kind of the biggest part of our history um and that's just because we killed all the native americans right like we killed uh, one group of people uh, just because we wanted their land. And then we were like, what are we going to do with all this land? We don't want to work hard. So then we brought another group of people in to work hard for us uh, for a long, long time. Not like a little bit of time, like a long time. Like Rachel made a point that uh, black, like slaves, not black people, slaves, uh, built the White House twice because the British burned it down once. Uh, so they had to rebuild it. Um, so not only did they build the White House once, uh, they had to build it twice. Um, and, like, build our economy and prop it up on, uh, like, free labor, free slash cheap labor. Um, and then, like, ever since then, um, our economy's kind of fizzled because turns out capitalism uh, isn't the best thing in the world if you have to pay people uh, to do work for you. And then, it, like, it, it's 
<clears throat> and especially after you free slaves and then you put them like you don't set a minimum wage and then like pay them pennies as to like where honestly like if they were still slaves they'd have a better living because they were given housing and food because they wanted to make sure that their investment lived but now that they can't like own a person they don't give a fuck about the person so they don't care if they live so i mean that's just capitalism all right <clears throat> that's that's not white people. That's white people. Uh, I mean, white people made capitalism. So I mean, so it's so that's white people. <laughs> but, um, but to just purely like take it on yourself to be to think that you're such an ally that you are explaining uh, a movie that a black person should see about systemic racism. And Rachel handled it perfectly. She's like, oh, that movie. Yeah, I heard of it. I don't need to see it. I live systemic racism every day. Boom. Shutter the fuck right up. It was so funny that, like, right after the show, those two women left. Like, instantly. And it wasn't even, like, that's my favorite kind of, like, sticking it to the crowd. Like, yeah, you can be like, yeah, you're a dumb bitch. But when you just, like, intellectually, like, beat them into, like, okay, you want to explain how hard being black is to me? I'm a black person. Hilarious. Um... So yeah, that made my entire night. That was that was the best. It was the best day ever. Um, and I even posted about it. Like I, I, I didn't even know it was my birthday. My birthday's not until April. I'm gonna be talking about this shit all month. It made me so happy that like, please. And I understand that like, I'm part of the problem uh, of because like I'll 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 be a little harsh on the white women, you know. And it's. Just here at the Comedy and Mushroom Cult podcast, uh, we believe that white men were born on third base, uh, right? I don't believe that I hit a triple. I know that I was born uh, more privileged than a lot of people in this country. That doesn't make my life easier. I mean, it makes it easier, but it doesn't make my experience different. It doesn't push my experience down. I still have shortcomings. I'm still allowed to be a person and bitch about things. I understand this, but compared to a lot of people, my upbringing, my status in life my current situation i can only pull off because i was born a white male right i understand this i'm one of the good guys but white women were hardcore born on second base behind men right we're not saying that they that they have had the same equalities that they've had all the same rights for a long time uh but they were born on second base and like they have like a hard lead into sliding into third right now uh and the catcher has fallen asleep like not even paying attention like they could almost walk to third base uh if they just did it so i mean those are the people who are trying to explain to everybody on first base what they should be doing, right? And that's the problem. And, like, they always say, like, behind every strong man, there's, like, a woman cheering him on. And, you know, in my life, I have a nice supportive woman in my life, but I support her as much as she supports me. It's an equal thing. Um, but there's also, like, behind every terrible man, there's a woman in his ear telling him to do shitty things. Hitler had a had a girlfriend and wife, Right. Is it coincidental that she was white? Probably not. So I mean, let's just look at ourselves in the mirror a little bit. Next time we're gonna we're gonna be all high and mighty and be like, I'm gonna save the world by explaining to black people how hard they have it. I'm pretty sure they know. They don't need you to point it out. Like, we're past the pointing it out phase. We have awareness. Everybody knows it. What are you gonna do to help? Do you know what I'm gonna do to help? I'm going to make fun of white women trying to fix black people's lives. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, because, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll 
d- I don't have any sort of control over anybody other than myself. So uh, there's not much I can do about it. Uh, I would love to make me president, and I will guarantee to have a black vice president. Um, that's not Kamala Harris. She's a cop. Uh, she's also like part Indian, which is fine. Um, that's not a problem. But like, I want like, I don't know. I would like. a a black strong black like big mike we want michelle obama but like she could be a president herself themselves whatever you know if you are a it doesn't matter michelle mike whatever you are i support you being president you could do it but i'm such an ally if i ever became president uh after i don't know the first three years um I'd start being reckless. I'll start, I'll take out JFK's car from the fucking museums and I'll ride around in it. I'll become a target. I'm trying to get shot, right? Just so my woman of color uh, vice president can be in and then she'll win uh, re-election right after that or election and then she'll be able to do five, you know? So that's what I, I guarantee if I ever get president, I will try to get assassinated in my third year. So my, uh, black woman vice president, uh, will be, will be president after me. That's, that's the Ray Roberts promise. Um, but no, so that was fun. Um, the Friday was just dicking around, palling around. Uh, and then Saturday, um, went to Erie, Pennsylvania, did a all white lineup at a place called Black Monk Brewery, but it's Erie, Pennsylvania. What do you want? Um, I made a, I made a point of pointing out, uh, that there was like one black dude in this entire brewery called Black Monk Brewery. And I asked if he was the black monk. He loved it. It was a great time. Um, but it was a fun show. Got to hang out with, uh, Anthony Morelli. Haven't seen him in years. Um, got to Brandon Petrie was on it. Um, and then the sweet baby boy, Joe Briggs, uh, we were going to try to do a podcast, but I drove seven and a half hours on Saturday. He drove that long between Friday night and Saturday. Uh, we were tired. We wanted to do the show. We watched a bunch of triple D ate some snacks, uh, then woke up the next morning, uh, got some coffee and breakfast and then went home, uh, because, uh, it wasn't worth driving to New York city and then driving home after that, uh, is what, is what Joe said. So, um, it was nice. It was good. It was a fun uh, little quote-unquote road weekend. Um, got to run a half hour in a bar. It was about 10 minutes too long. Um, I petered out the show, like the crowd petered out a little bit. Not like my material. My material is good. I've got a half hour. I've got 40 minutes. Like we've got whatever time you need. Uh, just that crowd just did not give a fuck after about 20 minutes uh, because it was time to go back to drinking and having fun. Uh, but everybody had a good time except for one bartender. Fuck that guy. Uh, if I ever see him again in a spot where him being like six, three and yoked, uh, isn't an advantage, I'm going to backhand him in the face and not even like, I don't like violence, but he needs it that maybe that's the only way he needs to learn. I almost, it's been a while since I've had like a real outburst on stage, um, or on microphone. Cause I mean, it's in a corner of a, of a brewery, but I was like leading up a joke and he just like interjected himself for absolutely no reason so like he made himself part of the show and i wanted to fucking kill him but you can't because he's a giant uh that's where he works and that's he's probably got a bunch of friends there because that's what you do uh when you go to a brewery like that all the time and and you're the bartender there either people hate you or they love you because uh you're the one giving them their fucking uh sauce but there's that so that was the weekend review. Um, da bum ba dum. Where's my list? 
I don't need everybody texting me a thousand times. Uh, there we are. White lady taking black history too seriously. Eerie. Oh, I had to like, I got new, uh, healthcare and it's going to lead into the, like the final thing, but like I got new healthcare and we need to fix it. Right. Like we're going to world war three and I am pro whatever team, uh, gives me free healthcare at this point. If it's going to be the U S great, I would, I would continue to be a U.S. citizen. Um, I would love that. China's going to beat us. Uh, I don't know if they have free health care, but like if they do, that'd be cool. Um, bring it in. Daddy needs his Adderall. Um, because I now that I am uh, part-time, I don't get workplace uh, health care because we tie health care to jobs in this country for no reason. Uh, so I have Obamacare. Shout out Obama for making like the most gutless uh, situation. Your name's attached to this forever, uh, for good or for bad. Uh, it was a good idea until you... And the Democratic House and Senate and the Democratic Supreme Court and the Democratic White House. Um, yeah, that's all three branches of government that you had control of and you passed the most gutless uh, health care bill in the history of mankind. Well, it wouldn't have gotten passed. We didn't have the votes in the Senate. You can change the rules in the Senate. You can. If you really want it, you can change it. And guess what? You can change them back after that. The rules are just made up. It's not. That's not it. Those rules to pass shit in the Senate aren't in the Constitution. Those are just Senate rules, okay? That's it. You can fucking change them. That's all you have to do. You can do it, and you can make healthcare free or at least single-payer so everybody has it, and I don't have to go through your website uh, and, like, pick the wrong healthcare plan because I picked a plan. I did my due diligence. I was going through making sure my drugs were covered on it, and guess what? I go and do it. I have a drug deductible. Even though this said it, like, in the paperwork it said these were covered, and, like, the stuff that wasn't covered goes to the drug deductible. The thing that really chaps my ass on it is before insurance, my pills were going to be, like, $33. After insurance, they were $34. Now... I know it's only a dollar, but that's insanity that running it through my insurance cost me more money. Can we, can we figure this out here? It costs me more money to run it through my insurance. And the only thing that the fucking pharmacist could say to validate it is at least you'll get to your deductible sooner. Why do I have insurance? I can, I can get these pills for cheaper without insurance. Now, sure, if I go to the hospital or something, uh, I'll be in debt forever. But here's the fun thing about insurance is it doesn't cover a bunch of the shit at the hospital, and I would still be in debt forever doing that. So what the fuck is the point of insurance? What's the point of any of it? Why are we spending so much money? Like, if we're in a capitalist country... Wouldn't they want me at my peak performance? And if this, if Adderall and Wellbutrin put me at a better performance than not being able to get out of bed or not be able to concentrate to do their fucking spreadsheets or uh, ring them up at the register or talk to them, like why, why wouldn't they want to invest in that to make their workforce better? It's almost like they don't want us to be better because they just want us to be able to work just enough to pay our bills and keep paying them their money. It's insane. Why the fuck aren't we doing this? Why? It doesn't make any sense. I have to do my taxes here in a minute and I have to do it myself. Like I have to sit down and I understand it's been this way forever, um, but there's places, like, they know exactly how much money I've made that's been recorded. Because if I do it wrong, they'll come and audit me. And they have seven years to do it. 
Why do they have seven years? I don't have seven years to do my taxes. I have to do my taxes before April. And they give me, like, they had to have given me all of my tax documents by, like, Thursday. So I have two months to do my taxes. They have seven years. Now, I know that they're dealing with a lot more people, but I'm paying them to do it. So my money is paying them to make sure I'm giving them enough money so they can go around the world and kill people that don't look like us or who do look like us. They just have oil. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why can't it be easier? There's no reason why it has to be this difficult. Like, everything that we do is made up. We can make it better easily. All we have to do is just stop fucking around with this. Like, just don't do it. Like, if a large chunk of people just decided not to file taxes, like, they would be fucked. Like, yes, they take them out of our paycheck and everything, so they have the money, right? They already have it. They set it up and send it wherever. The fucking, the Pentagon doesn't know where all of their money goes. How the fuck am I supposed to know where my money goes? Right? Like, we're on a whole different standard. Like, the same thing with healthcare and taxes. It is the burden on me, the citizen, to make sure that I am sending you, the government, or a business, enough money. Isn't that, like, if we're going to do capitalism, let's do capitalism. Capitalism is supposed to be a buyer and a seller, all working with perfect information. Working with the same amount of information, making decisions that best, like, they're making their best decision for them. That put them in the best decision, put them in the best place to make more money, right? Right? So for me, it doesn't make any sense to have insurance. It doesn't make sense for me to sit down and spend time on fucking TurboTax and send them money, send TurboTax money because they can send, they keep it convoluted for a reason so they still exist. The same reason they didn't gut healthcare or they didn't like redo it because the healthcare system lobbied for them because there's so many jobs in it. Hey, guess what? Take all those fucking people who work for TurboTax and make them work for the IRS. Easy enough. Oh, the government's going to be centralized. Who cares? It'll make your life way easier. And that's capitalism. The, the best capitalist choice is for the government to run health care and taxes. Things that we have to have to live and to run a country. That's where it makes sense. Let fucking Apple make the fucking VR headset that people are going to walk into traffic with. Let them do that. The government doesn't need to be in charge of that. The government doesn't need to be in charge of fucking... I don't know, McDonald's? Maybe they should be in charge of some of the food. Like, maybe they should make better regulations on the food. But, like, things like computers. Let the, let the fucking... Let the companies run computers. Let Apple have computers. Let Chevy have cars. Like, th let them do all of that. Make your money. I don't want the government involved in comedy. They don't need to be involved in comedy. I doubt that they could even put together five minutes. I know Kellyanne Conway tried back in the day, and it wasn't good. But, like... We've got we've got that stuff. Handle the shit that we're paying you to handle. You're not making us safer across the world. You're making my life more dangerous because now I have to worry about like Russians and Chinese coming to try to take over our country and bomb us. But if they bring free healthcare, you can have I don't know, pick your city. Pick a city, I'll move away from it. You can have that one. Just take it out. What's a city? Gary, Indiana. I drove through Gary, Indiana. I would be in the fallout from a bomb hitting Gary, Indiana. Don't make it a big one. Make it like a small one, like a small nuke. We got, we got specific nukes for different spots. Nobody lives there anyways. All the, like right off the highway where people see your town. It's fucking 
it's abandoned. Have that town. Bomb it. Do it. Show what you can do. You can have it. But right behind that, better be Blue Cross Blue Shield for free. Okay? Just bring it in. Give it to me. I want, Ad- like, drop some Adderall down on me. That's, if you're going to drop an A-bomb, make it an Adderall bomb. Okay? Make me, I will be so concentrated on making you laugh, and I'll make fun of America all day. You don't have to, you don't even have to worry about it. I wouldn't have to change my act at all for you, China. You don't like God, right? I'm kind of on that. God seems cool, but, like, you're against uh, organized religion. Uh... You seem capitalist, but, like, communist at the same time. I think capitalism sucks. You guys can run all the things I don't want to run. Like, I'm not going to make... Oh, I won't be able to make fun of the Chinese. I'm not allowed to make fun of the Chinese now because of white women. Okay? So, like, <laughs> why, how is my life going to be any different if the Chinese run my life? Let them come. Bring me free drugs. That's what we want. Uh, when's the next election that I'm, I'll be able to run? Ray Roberts, 2028, right? Yeah, Ray Roberts, 2028. In my third year of presidency, I will let you assassinate me so my black vice president is president, and I'll be a puppet for China. I don't give a shit, okay? If the healthcare is free and we get rid of all of these stupid old fucks in the government, I'm perfectly fine with it. Because it's not working now, why not give them a shot? We fucked it up. Hey, we had our shot. We're like the British, right? Like, it was cool for a minute. Like, we... It was the best. Everywhere has McDonald's now. Shout out us. Okay? We got it. We did it. We win. Pop music fucking rips. Music's better than it ever has. Movies? Great. Everything's killing it. We did our best. And now we're just fucking it up because we can't... We don't have any other, like, economy that we can pay for other than sending poor people to kill other poor people to try to scrounge their resources. We tried. We fucked it up. We lost. All right. So let's go China. And I only halfway mean it. Um, but no, we've got a show up in Northern Wisconsin this weekend. Um, where's my list of shows? We've got them. Uh, Black Monk Brewery is done. Blinkies never happen. All right. Rondell Ranch in Harshaw, Wisconsin. You're on Friday. Um, 1,200 people live in that city. You're probably not going. Uh, Amorphic Beer in Milwaukee. That'll be a fun one. Don't tell outside of Green Bay. Uh, Cedarburg Cultural Center in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. On the Rocks in Chippewa Falls. Again, middle of nowhere. Uh, Stevens Point Rookie Sports Pub. That's coming up. Do we need to send out more booking emails? Yes. Are we going to do that today? Probably not, because I'm very mad at somebody I sent a booking email to literally eight hours late, and he's like, oh, it filled up quick. Sorry about it. You had me on your fucking list. You know, all right? I'm not, it's not my job, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Um, who is Roberts.com? Patreon.com slash where. Um, and that's what we're going to do right now. Go over to the Patreon uh, and listen to the Beatles real quick. So if you want to listen to the Beatles, do it yourself. Or uh, give me 5 to $25 a month on Patreon. Uh, and you can listen to them uh, through here. So uh, have a blessed Tuesday, rest of your week. Uh, don't explain to black people how, how, how hard they have it unless you have some sort of cure. Uh, they already know. So um, thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you later.